Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. Unity of Farmington Hills, from the entire music team, even those who are not here today, to you, we all say Happy Easter. Good morning, Unity of Farmington Hills, and welcome to all of you who are joining us for our Easter Sunday service. For those of you who do not know me, I am Reverend Kelly Kincaid. I'm the senior minister at Unity of Farmington Hills. I'm so excited to be here with you all today. I really appreciated that opening congregational song. Thank you to our music team for leading us in that song. Thank you, Laura, uh, Nicholas, Laurel, Marie, Michael, Carl, and Lauren. And Lauren, also, thank you for putting up the lyrics so that we could sing along with you all. That was amazing, as usual. Perfect way to usher in the spirit of worship on this Easter Sunday. I'm going to share our announcements for today, and then we will continue with our service. So our Sunday fellowship gathering is today at 11 a.m., and I invite you all to join us, even those of you who are visiting. Our Monday Zoom house party is tomorrow at 1 p.m., and you are all also, all of you are also welcome to join us for that as well. We have Bible study at 1 p.m. on Wednesdays. So if you're interested in going into a deeper spiritual meaning of scripture, grab your Bibles and join us. And then Wednesday evening, we have our meditation service at 7 p.m. Our spring cleanup day is on Saturday, which is this Saturday, April 10th, at, from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Matthew Rybert is overseeing this activity. And if you can, we ask that you please bring gardening tools to help out. So uh, you can bring clippers or saws or rakes, shovels, wheelbarrows. Make sure you bring your gardening gloves and maybe garbage bags. And if you can think of anything else that we may need for our gardening tools or, or um, yard tools, please feel free to bring them as well. 
If you have any questions regarding the cleanup, please contact Matthew at businessmanager at unityfh.com or you can call him at the church, 248-737-9191. The next women's group meeting will be next Sunday at 11, uh, which is April 11th at 2 p.m. Our, pres- our presenter will be Elmarie Newson. She'll be Get, she'll be um, leading a discussion on balancing and energizing your chakras using healing touch. Elmarie has actually been practicing healing touch for 25 years. So I'm sure this is going to be an amazing presentation. And then our next critical conversations meeting is April 12th. It's a mon- the second Monday in April. It will be at 7 p.m. And if you feel led, feel free to invite others to participate in the conversation. The next men's group meeting will be on April 17th, which is the third Sunday of this month. It will be at 10 a.m. Men, you are all welcome to participate. I'm sure Peter Albertson has something special planned for your meeting. And then the next family trivia fun night will be on April 17th as well, but it'll be in the evening at 7 p.m. Everyone is welcome to join us. I really appreciate all that Eileen Lindbergh is doing to host the trivia game nights and also to create them. So thank you so much, Eileen. We've been having a lot of fun. And then on April 24th, Carl Schluter will be leading a book discussion at 2 p.m. That's a Saturday at 2 p.m., April 24th. A book discussion on his new book entitled Two Soul, The Unseen Stuff of Life. This is an interesting book. I've read it already. I liked it. And it is available on smile.amazon.com. So you have plenty of time to purchase the book and read it so that you can be a part of the discussion. Also, as a moving into an uh, outreach church, an outreach ministry, we are going to be participating in the Farmington Area Crop Hunger Walk, which is on May 2nd. So from now to May 2nd, we will be receiving donations to contribute to helping families who are struggling with hunger. I love that we are participating in this. Last year we participated as well and we gave a small donation. We're hoping to be able to give a larger donation this year. So our giving goal is $1,000. To donate, you can click on the link in the UFH Facebook post. So we have a post on our Facebook page for the Crop Walk event. Go to that event. Click on the link there. It'll open you up to go in and donate to Unity of Farmington Hills team. Or you can go to unityoffarmingtonhills.com. Click on the donate button and donate that way. But you have to specify crop walk when you make your donation. And I really am grateful. I thank you all in advance, those of you who participate in this crop walk with us. And put us in a position to help more people who are in need in our spiritual community. And then the, on April 4th begins my next class. I'm teaching a prosperity class entitled open your mind to prosperity. It will be from May 4th to June 15th. It'll be on Tuesdays from 6 30 PM to 8 45 PM. You we will be using the book, open your mind to prosperity by Catherine Ponder. It is available on smile.amazon.com. And so if you want to sign up for the class, you may email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com and I will send you all the information that you will need to participate in the class. For the links to all of our activities, for our classes, our discussions, our group meetings and our events, and to sign up for our email blast, please visit our website at unityfh.com. If you don't see what you're looking for on the home page, please visit the calendar of events. To schedule an appointment to speak with me, to meet with me, or to pray with me, please email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com or you can call me at 248-737-9191. My office hours are Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. You may also email your prayer request to our prayer ministry 
And that email link, I mean, that email address is prayerchaplains at unityfh.com. Again, that's prayerchaplains at unityfh.com. And after the prayer chaplains and I have prayed over all of your prayer requests, even the ones where I pray with you specifically myself, we're going to send your, as we always do, we send your prayer requests into Silent Unity to be held in prayer visual for 30 days. This concludes our announcements for today. I know I said a mouthful, but I'm so excited that we are busy um, doing some good in this world. <laughs> and so now as we join our music team in singing Surely the Presence, let us open our minds and our hearts to hear the daily word and for our opening prayer. The daily word for this Easter Sunday, which is April 4th, 2021, is arise. The affirmation reads, I welcome my resurrection experience. Can we affirm that together, please? I welcome my resurrection experience. And the message reads, in Mark's gospel, the woman who come to anoint Jesus's body on Easter morning flee in terror when after finding the tomb empty, they are told Jesus has been raised. Stories from early Christian communities describe a transformation from fear to faith as Jesus's early followers come to realize that not even death can hold the Christ spirit captive. With joyous faith, Jesus's followers greet one another declaring, he is risen and affirming he is risen indeed. Letting go of fear, I say yes to my resurrection experience. Guided by the resurrecting power of the Christ spirit within me, I, I am set free from the tomb of lack and limitation. I follow Jesus into the light of new awareness, a new dimension of life. Christ is risen in me. And the scripture for today comes from the gospel according to Mark, chapter 16, verse 6, and it reads, But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been risen. He is not here. I like that. Will you join me in prayer, please? So I invite you to take a deep breath. Gently close your eyes. And allow your focus to float down into your heart center. And it is from our heart, the presence of love inside of us, that we are going to pray. There is only one power and one presence that is active in our lives and in the universe. And that is God, the good omnipotent. And because God is omnipresent... We acknowledge right now that we are one with God because God's spirit dwells within us. We live and move and have our being in God as God lives and moves and has its being in us. And so with that in mind, we allow our consciousness 
to open up more deeply to the spiritual message for today. And we thank you, God, for bringing forth the spiritual message, the, the meaning in the message, and guiding us in living it in our lives. We thank you for blessing this spiritual worship service and everyone who is in attendance. In the mighty name and nature of the indwelling, living Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Amen. And now let us affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us affirm our growth affirmation together. We give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls with san and sanctuary with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Thank you for affirming that with me. And now we're going to have our first special song entitled, I Will Rise Again, and it'll be led by Lauren, and then I will be back with our message for today. I will rise, 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 I will rise. It was like somebody knew how to cripple me with the perfect plan to break my belief. Take me piece by piece till my faith was all begone. It knocked me down so far that I couldn't get up but face down in the dirt. I heard the of love saying do not fear you won't be here for long I will rise again and I will rise again
Wow, I like that song. I will rise again. I really like that song. Thank you, Lauren, for that song. Thank you all for the performance. And Lauren, thank you for the video that you put to it. It was perfect for today, perfect for today's message, and very uplifting and inspirational to think about that, the, even the words in the, in the song. It was a perfect song, a beautiful, perfect performance by you all, and also an amazing video. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, I appreciated that very much. And so today is Easter Sunday. And it's interesting because we have been on a journey talking about the Lenten season, and now we get to, to resurrect from it. So we, uh, as I started off talking about the Lenten season, starting with uh, the first Sunday that was in this Lenten season, I was sharing that the most powerful way to experience the Lenten season, to honor the season of Lent, is to fast from those fasts in consciousness that no longer serve us, that block us from having a deeper relationship with God. And then on resurrection, on, on um, Good Friday, we cross to those things out permanently from our consciousness and we put them in the tomb of materiality and left it there. And so now we get to rise up into a higher consciousness, a higher consciousness of the awareness of who we are in God. We get to practice walking in this new consciousness that we co-created with God when we crossed out those things that we fasted for 40 days from experiencing. And it wasn't easy, I'm sure, for some of us to do this. And some of us, it may have been easy to, to fast and then to go through Good Friday, through the crucifixion of it and to the, through the releasing of it and crossing it out completely. And now we get to rise up on Resurrection Sunday. This isn't just an, uh, a, a day that commemorates the day that Jesus rose from the dead and overcame death, conquered death. It is also us rising up into a higher vibration of spiritual awareness over our human material body. Over, the, over our experiences, over our life. It is where we get to move into a deeper experience of dominion. God said that we would have dominion over the things of this world. And as God was saying that, he was meaning over the things in our mind and over, the th over our body and over our circumstances, that we can speak forth the truth in our life and co-create with God our highest and greatest good. So today we rise up in that consciousness. And so to the title of my talk today is Rise Up. And I wanted to use this scripture that comes from Luke. It's chapter 24, and this is verses 1 through 12. I know I get quiet sometimes. I just got, I have to stop so I can hear. And so in this scripture, which is the gospel, according to Luke chapter 24, it's entitled the resurrection. And I'm going to read through these verses one through 12, and then we'll dive into them and go into what the spiritual meaning of them is. And then we'll, you, we'll go into what God's charge, God's challenge is for us starting today on Easter Sunday. And so the scripture, as I said, I'm reading from the new living translation, the gospel, according to Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. But early on Sunday morning, the woman went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in, but they, did not, they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they sat there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them, clothed in dazzling robes. The, men, the women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. When the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? No, then the men asked, why are you looking for looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee, that the son of man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and that he would rise again on the third day. Then they remembered that he had said this. 
So they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples and everyone what had happened. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James and several other women who told the apostles what had happened. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe it. However, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. Stooping, he peered in and saw the empty linen wrappings. Then he went home wondering what had happened. Thank you, God, for blessing this this story and for blessing the meaning and for opening me up to be the mouthpiece of your message. Thank you, God. Amen. So this is uh, this is very interesting. And I'm reminded where it says that the women went to the tomb taking spices uh, uh, they had prepared. I'm reminded that as they walk in there, there was this cute little uh, uh, comic strip that I saw where the women are waiting at the tomb and one and they see that the stone has been rolled away. One of them's on the ground praising and the other one's saying, is it enough time to return these spices? <laughs> I thought that was pretty cute. <laughs> but these women came to the tomb prepared to embalm the body because the body had been put in the tomb and it was when it was put in the tomb, they couldn't go on Saturday because Saturday was considered the Sabbath. And it was put in too, too late Friday night for them to do anything with the, with the body. So they're going Sunday morning to embalm the body, to prepare the body for its, its permanent rest. And it's interesting how these women go there not even remembering what Jesus told them. How many times do we go back and revisit a situation that we know we've overcome or a circumstance or something that we've already overcome and we know we've moved out of it. We know we've outgrown it, but we somehow find ourselves back in a certain situation that we know is over in our life. I, I, I suggest us that once we've overcome it, what this is reminding us is not to go back to the tomb. There's no need to go back there because there's nothing alive there for us anymore. It is dead, gone and buried. And it, once we've let that go, we've resurrected into a new, higher level of consciousness. And so we no longer visit that because even that circumstance is gone to us. It has risen up with us into a higher vibration of experience because we've used that as a lesson, as a stepping stone to move in a higher awareness of who we are now. And so these women go back to the tomb. But Jesus told them he wasn't going to be there. The women represent our intuitive self. They represent the intuitive side of our, 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 of our being, the intuitive side of our soul. So in the soul, as I said, the soul is the feminine, the feminine aspect of us. And in the soul, we can intuit that which spirit gives us. That's where we meet God, meet spirit is inside of our soul. And that's the intuitive side of us that picks up on the human and, and also picks up on the spiritual. And so these women are there sitting and puzzled. It's when you get to a place where you've realized and come to an aha or start to intuit something, start to get a notion that something has occurred that is beyond the physical realm. And you're right about to move into a revelation. And then these men suddenly appear clothed in dazzle, dazzling robes. The men appearing clothed in dazzling robes. Men represent your intellectual. These men represent a realization, an aha moment that they had. A divine idea that comes to you, that unfolds in your consciousness and you get a spiritual understanding of it, an intellectual uh, uh, understanding of it on a spiritual level. Because they, they, they see and they realize it is something deep because they revere these people by bowing down on their, on, on their faces. And when the men tell them, why are you looking for the living among the dead? He is risen. They, that's when the aha appears. That's when they get the kind, they go back and they realize through hindsight, he did tell us that. And then when they get that, account, that awareness, they run and tell the other 11 disciples. Now, those 11 disciples represent those facets in consciousness 
that become enlightened and awakened to move you into that, that to solidify this new awareness of spiritual understanding, moving into this new awareness of spiritual maturity. Because once you learn something, you can't unlearn it, number one, and then it has to infiltrate every part of your experience for the lesson to be learned, for the spiritual awareness to be solidified in your life. So you take that and you sit and meditate on it and mull over it and realize how is your life changed now? Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. When you rise up, not only has your life changed, but your life has changed more abundantly and it's changed into a deeper level of understanding. And when your life changes to a deeper level of understanding, it is important for you to, to show up in every area of your life with this new awareness. And that's what they're doing. They're taking it back. These women are taking it back to the other apostles. And, but, but Peter, even though the men, you know, the intellectual always has to question, always has to figure it out, always has to intellectualize things, even though the men did not believe Peter, who represents faith, ran to the back to the tomb to figure it out for himself, to investigate it on his own. And that is when you move into asking God on your own. See, it is not enough to hear what someone tells us sometimes. We must sit and investigate it ourselves and get our own understanding, our own awareness, and our own revelation and our own truth on what it is that we hear. He had to make sure, faith had to make sure that it was the truth so that faith could really realize it. And then it said that he went oh, oh, again, he went home again, wondering what had happened, pondering it, moving to a deeper faith in it, letting that faith open up. It really happened. Moving into a deeper level of trust. In another uh, version, it says that he, he went home amazed. His mind was shifted. And so this is what this means. You move into an awareness of something shifted. Now, when we did that chain, when we did that ceremony on Good Friday of, of crossing out those things in our mind, we, we became aware that there was something new. And it isn't until you actually start walking into your experience with and realize that you are not using those things that you've crossed out of your life, that you've permanently crossed out of your life, that you don't get a tr that you get until that moment, you haven't gotten a true resurrection into it. And so today we rise up into it and we intentionally move forward into a deeper level of spiritual awareness of God. Jesus not only came to give us life and life more abundantly. Jesus came for us to give us an assignment. And I want to go to another scripture that is in John verse 21. And this is going to be, um, let's see, John verse 21. And it is chapter 21, rather. It is verses 15, 15 through 17. Chapter 21, 15 through 17. And this is where Jesus has come back already, shown his disciples that he was resurrected because it couldn't be proven. It, it couldn't really have uh, occurred in their mind until they actually saw. He promised them he'd come back. And so he did. He kept his word and came back and they got to see him. They got to touch him and they got to experience him. And he stayed for another 40 days training them and preparing them for when he was going to leave. And then this one time is one of the last times he was there with them. He tells Peter these things. Verse this is again, this is gospel according to John chapter 21, verse 15 through 17. After Jesus, after breakfast, Jesus asked Simon. Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said. You know I love you. 
Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. And then a third time, verse 17, a third time he asked, Simon, son of God, John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know I love you. Now, there is a couple things in here. Why did Jesus ask him three times, do you love me? And then if you, if you look here closely, it says Simon, son of John. So there's something deep here because he's not calling, number one, he's not calling Peter, Peter at this time. He's calling him Simon. Simon was the name that Peter had before Jesus changed his name to Peter. Simon re represents being receptive to the truth, being receptive to God's word, being receptive to spiritual law. And Peter represents moving into the faith of it. And so here Jesus is saying, Simon, son of God. I mean, I mean, son of John. There's two things here. Simon repre represents it here. See, what happened is Jesus, Jesus told Peter when they had dinner together on Maldi Thursday, their last supper together, that Peter was going to deny him three times. And here, and he did, he denied him three times. He moved back. He, his faith wavered and he moved back into, he backslid into being the receiver of the word. And so when Jesus asked him three times, do you love me? He was reinforcing Peter to move him back into the truth that he is a, a divine expression of faith. But he had to move him into consciousness by asking that question three times because it reinforced his love for Jesus. It reinforced his commitment to, for, to Jesus that the next time that he is needing to stand up for Jesus, he would do it. And so it reinforced his love on a spiritual way, in a spiritual manner, in his soul and in his body, in his actions. So in his spiritual expression, in his thinking and, and feeling expression, in the words that he said, and then in his actions. It was reinforced the love that he had for Jesus. And what it represents really is the love that you have for the expression of the teachings that Jesus gave. The love that you have for your relationship with God. The love that you have to be that expression that God wants us to be. We are here to be a more powerful expression of love. And when you rise up, you rise up into a more powerful expression of love. Jesus is calling us to love the way Jesus loved. And so he asked him three times, do you love? And he says, feed my lambs. He says, take care of my sheep. And he says to feed my sheep. Now, what this means, what Jesus is doing here is Jesus is preparing Peter to be of service. He's preparing him to be of service. I love what Charles Fillmore says in his, he's the co-founder of Unity in his book, Mysteries of John. He also, ha he also has a book, Mysteries of Genesis. This is about the, Gospel according to John. He says three times Jesus asked Simon Peter, lovest thou me? Peter's spiritual advance meant hinged on his possession of love. And the test of love is its willingness to serve. Lo faith, in order to truly walk in faith, you have to move in a consciousness of love, which is oneness with all, oneness with God. He goes on to say it is quite evident that Jesus was trying to teach Peter that if he loved truly, he would serve. That is why Jesus washed their feet on that during their uh, last supper, because he wanted to show that he loved them enough to serve them. Charles Fillmore goes on to say, faith must be established in love and must work by love. And every faculty of man must be established in love and work by love if perfect harmony and good are to be realized. For us to move into the life that Jesus came to give us, the life that is more abundantly, you must, your faith must be rooted in love. You must not only have faith in God, but you must love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength, which is why Jesus said that the two greatest, command, the greatest commandments cover every other commandment and all the other laws of the prophets. Because until you are unified in harmony with God, you are not fully expressing faith in God. And so as we rise up into a higher consciousness of spiritual maturity, we're going to rise up into a higher consciousness, consciousness of spiritual love. Now, this is the beautiful part about this. As we serve others in this world, and even ourselves to, to some extent, 
Not serving ourselves to the point that we are selfish, but serving ourselves to the point where we honor ourselves enough to give ourselves that time, just like Jesus did, to recharge in, in spirit by f- prayer and meditation and spending time resting, eating well, and all of those things to keep you healthy, whole, and complete. You are honoring your, your body temple, but you're also honoring Christ in you. You're honoring God in you because God gave you this temple to live in, and you're honoring God by blessing this temple. But when you serve other people, you're not just serving them in love, you're serving God in love because God lives in them as well. When God breathed the breath of life in Adam, the the consciousness of love in Adam, the breath of divine presence in Adam, it was breathed in every one of us. That's what animates you. So as I am serving you, I'm serving God. And as you serve me or serve anyone else in this world, you're serving God. So and that demonstrates a deeper level of faith. And it also demonstrates the two greatest commandments of loving God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul and all your strength. Because as you love your neighbor, as you love yourself, you are still loving God because God lives in everyone. God is omnipresent. God is present in you. God is present in me. So as I love you the way I love me. And I love me the way I love God. I am always loving God because every time I love and express service, I am serving God. That is the ultimate thing that Jesus led us to is God. Jesus lived in God. Jesus spoke to God. Jesus had a relationship with God. Everything Jesus did was in the consciousness of God. God, Jesus consulted God before he did anything, even when he knew it was time that he could feed the multitudes. He still raised it up to God, which means that he raised his consciousness to know that it is the spirit in him that will serve the people through him. And it is the spirit in you that will serve the people through him. That, That God will serve the people through. So as we rise up today. Let us rise up into a deeper level of spiritual love. And you know what happens is every time you move in a deeper level of spiritual love, love heals everything. Your whole life moves into a higher dimension. You move into a higher dimension of abundance in life. You, when your mind is stead on God, God is always working through you to bring you the highest and greatest good and everything easily works together for your good. When your mind is stayed on your physical appearances, on your physical, on what's caught up in your and caught up in the world where your thought leads you away from God, you're going to start worrying. You're going to start going back to the tomb of lack and limitation. Let's stay out of that tomb. Let's not go back to the tomb. Let's rise up and go forth in the consciousness of who you truly are. And that's the presence of God. So our challenge starting today is to go back, go to revisit the acts of kindness campaign. I, I, I challenge us all at least three times a week to do something, some form of act of kindness and stretch yourself to do something outside of the box that will bless another person. I started myself and I, uh, on, I started myself on Thursday. I was at JCPenney and as I was there, I noticed that I dropped something. I picked it up instead of leaving it there. But I saw a couple other garments around me on the ground and I, on the floor and I picked them up too. And then I rearranged some things. And when I was going through and looking and I saw a garment was out of place, I put it back where it belonged. Like I went out of I went above and beyond because I I was in that area. And every time I noticed something out of place, I went back and fixed it. And being in uh, retail management, that's deep for me because I know how long it takes to put everything back into order and to clean up your space, your section when it's time to go home. And so I was able to bless someone to make their their area a little bit cleaner because it was almost time to go home. And then as we were leaving out, I saw this lady carrying her baby. And she had just picked up her uh, the stroller. She had her hands full and she was going out the door. I held the door open for her. And as I was looking at her holding the door open for her and and she said, thank you to me. I look around and someone was holding the door open for me, the second door. And I was like, thank you to them. So your blessings will go. God will pay it forward and have someone else bless you as you bless them. And it came quickly. And then the third time was on my way home. I got myself some. Uh. You guys know I love Krispy Kreme. Well, I drove past Krispy Kreme because they didn't have the hot donuts served now. 
But I ended up going to Tim Hortons. And not only did I give me, get me something, I got something for my husband too. Now that's normally what I do as an act of kindness. So that's not a stretch as much as normal, but it still was one of my acts of kindness. I'm not going to stop doing something loving for him or, or others in my family that I already do as well. I'm just going to add to it. And that's what I challenge you all to do. I challenge you to step forward and stretch yourself and move into acts of kindness, at least three acts of kindness a week. And let's do this for 30 days. Let's do this until May 4th. And look and see how God blesses your life and opens up your life more abundantly just by you giving love and giving an act of kindness and serving God by serving someone else. Let's rise up and move into a st stronger expression of spiritual love by helping and serving people through acts of kindness. And let's move into a deeper dimension of our life by letting our life open up into being, uh, having a more abundant life. As God's love purifies your life through your acts of kindness, you will see an abundance of more things coming into your life. So let, it, let us let that be our challenge for the next 40 days. Three acts of kindness. Let yourself move out of being the receiver of the truth of being a an expression of love and move into the faith that you are an expression of love. Rise up from everything we crossed out Sunday and let's go forward. Do not, let's not go back to the tomb. I mean, you can if you want to, <laughs> but you don't have to. You can stay in this new level of consciousness that we moved into on Good Friday. And let's be a deeper expression of God's love and God's kindness and God's abundance in this world. Thank you, God, for this powerful message. Amen. And now as we move into our Giving Righteously segment, let us go ahead and Bring forth the, 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 the uh, donation that you have that God's um, giving you or bringing forth in your mind to give that will stretch you because we're giving righteously. And so as we stretch in our giving, God will open up the, the windows of blessings in our life. And I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, it is working for me. I am evidence that it does work. I promise you this. And so let's affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. And for those of you who are giving online, I invite you to go to unityfh.com. Click on that donate button on the homepage. It'll open up to the donate page. You may give through credit card, PayPal, or debit card. And also, remember to use smile.amazon.com and link it to Unity of Farmington Hills when you make your purchases through Amazon because then proceeds will be donated through Amazon to our spiritual community. If you're giving through check, please go to, uh, write it out to Unity of Farmington Hills and you may mail it to 32500 West 13 Mile Road, Farmington Hills, Michigan, 48334. And whichever way you choose to give, Know that I thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And for those of you who are giving for, to the Crop Hunger Walk, I thank you also for helping our church be an outreach spiritual community. I'm so excited about how God is opening us up to give not only to each other, but to give out into the Farmington Hills community as well. And so we're going to have our second special song now entitled One Power. It will be led by Michael. And then I will be back with our closing prayer segment for this Easter Sunday. I'll see you in a little bit.
And you see it everywhere and every day. One power indescribable And you speak of it with every word you say Mysterious until you know the truth As simple as the love inside of you Call it God, call it Spirit, call it Jesus, call it Lord Call it Buddha, Baha'u'llah, angel's wings or heaven's door Whatever name you give it, it's all one power, can't you see? It's the power of the Lord in you and me. One power, one power, one power. We Different clothing, different colors, different names. But different is only dangerous when we forget that in the heart we're all the same. We'll remember once we close our eyes to see. Such distances were never meant to be. It's the moment of creation It's an everlasting peace It's the freedom of forgiveness It's the sweetness of release It's the joy of inspiration It's the sunshine on your face It's the birthright of all nations It's the boundlessness of space It's the
Woo-wee. <laughs> Did you hear it? It's one power. Oh, my goodness, Michael. I love your voice. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. And I love the video. I love seeing the pictures, seeing the pictures of those who are, um, who are no longer with us and those who are, but changed in their appearances. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Thank you for that performance. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Nicholas, Laurel, Marie, Carl, and Lauren. Lauren, thank you for the video. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm just blown away. <laughs> One power. <laughs> thank you for that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so let us eat. Well, it's hard to quiet down after that. <laughs> But let's go ahead and quiet ourselves back down and take a deep breath. Gently close our eyes. Let your consciousness float down into your heart center. Tune into that power within you, that one power and one presence that's within you. Call forth the name of the person that you're praying with right now in this virtual prayer circle. And God, as you, as these names come forth, we thank you that your one power and your one presence is manifesting divine, miraculous, spirit-induced healings, resolutions, miracles, whatever it is that these prayers are calling forth in manifestation in the lives of those that we've, the names we've called out. We are grateful right now that it, you have already answered the prayer before the name even was spoken or thought of in our minds. And we claim that it is already done right now. There is no more to be said than we put it in your hands and we know that that one power and that one presence that is you, the divine love that is you, is perfecting everything that concerns those whose whose names that we called into this circle right now. And so we thank you for answering those prayers, God. Woof! Thank you for answering those prayers. Thank you for blessing everyone who is here in attendance for our Easter Sunday service and everyone who will be watching it later. Thank you for opening us up into a greater expression of being divine spiritual love and moving into different acts of kindness as we are guided by you to stretch into doing something outside of the box. Even if it's doing something for someone or towards someone that we don't like, that would be the greatest way that you'd move through us, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for opening us up that as we move into these acts of service for these next 30 days, that you are already opening us up into a more abundant life. Jesus came that we may have life and life more abundantly. And we are claiming that right now. Thank you for blessing everyone who put this, helped me put this service together, the music team, Matthew, Faith, and everyone who helped to, to promote this and invite people. And I'm just so grateful, God. I'm just so grateful. Thank you for blessing Unity of Farmington Hills to grow, expand, and be a vessel of outreach to our spiritual community. And God, thank you for blessing everyone connected to UFH and for blessing the world. In the mighty name and nature of that indwelling Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Amen. Mm. I'm feeling full in case you didn't notice. <laughs> Let's affirm our prayer for protection. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. Thank you, God. And for those of you who are joining me for our Easter fellowship today, I will see you in a little bit. For those of you who are not, enjoy the rest of your beautiful Easter Resurrection Sunday and rise up into who you are and try your best not to forget who you've co-created yourself into with God. If you haven't already, I invite you to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube page. Until we see each other again. I am Reverend Kelly Kincaid. It has been a joy and a pleasure. Let us close by singing the peace song with our music team, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings, but still want to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page at www.unityfh.com donate.